You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Hi, this is Cindy Cochran. Welcome to the podcast of my show. Remember, you can join me live every weekday morning from 10 to 11 a.m. on Lone Star Community Radio on Conroe's FM 106.1 and 104.5 and globally on IRLoneStar.com. If you're a big fan of my podcast, subscribe to my YouTube and SoundCloud channels. And you're always invited to my Facebook page, The Cindy Cochran Show. The Cindy Cochran Show is brought to you by our title sponsor, The Wooten Financial Group. Call today for all your financial concerns, 936-449-5952. Good morning, everybody. It is the Cindy Cochran Show. Sorry, Cindy. That's okay. <laughs> could you just hum that? You could have gone dun 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 or something. Hum my music. There we go. There it is. There, there it, is. it is. Oh, now I feel at home. Okay, good. You're listening to the Cindy Cochran Show. It is Wednesday. Halfway there, everybody. Wednesday. And boy, have I got a guest for you today. You won't believe it. It'll be so much funny. So many questions will be answered today about why I am who I am. You know, it will it will all happen today. Uh, yes, we have a, a mystery guest with us today. And uh, <laughs> when you see the, uh, the video, I mean, it's the coolest cat in town. Wait, is this the Sam? This is the Sam. Oh, this is the Sam. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize who I was meeting. This is Sam the man? Oh, Cochrane. I feel honored right now. Oh, you didn't realize this was my husband's no, I, Sam. No, I didn't huh? realize that that was, that was the Sam. This is a rare occurrence because a lot of people don't even think I'm married. They think I've made him up because they never see him. And so, I mean, my whole family didn't probably see uh, Sam until I think the first child was 10 years old or something. And they were going like, I just, you know, we just didn't want to talk about it much because we were afraid that it really wasn't really a Sam. So, um, but there actually is. And... Uh, and you know what the word antithesis means? Since you're a college guy, you know what antithesis means? No. I'm, I'm antithesis means the direct opposite of whatever you're talking about. So uh, Sam is the antithesis of me. And that's why he loved me. That's why he was attracted to me was because of that reason. And uh, you are listening to the Cindy Cochran Show, and I want to make that clear right up front because I don't know how the show is going to go now that Sam is in the house. So we'll, uh, we'll see. But uh, I first have to tell you that we're going to be talking about uh, research that came out. That the researchers said that our, America, our culture, the American culture, has not changed that much since the 1950s. So I have an absolute oh, eyewitness to the 1950s and uh, to today and has a lot to say on that matter. We're going to talk about that. And I, I was also in the 50s, and I couldn't believe it. I almost choked when I heard this on the radio this morning. And I went like, how could they say that? That's the dumbest thing. I mean, that's literally fake news. And it must have been somebody that was born in 1982 that wrote the article <laughs> and that has no idea what is, uh, what's actually been going on and just read some books somewhere or somebody told them. And uh, so I'm, I'm hoping that will certainly clear that up. And anybody that's listening that lived through the 1950s will think that's the dumbest thing they've ever heard and will recognize it immediately as fake news that a lot of things that are going on right now. i got to tell you this one thing, though. This reminded me of... I wish Richard was here because I feel like Richard might have done the very same thing this guy did. Uh, yesterday it came out that this, this guy took a girl out on his, their first date. And they went to the movies. And... They sat down, you know, they went to go see Galaxy, 
Guardians of the Galaxy, and uh, the 3D version, in fact. I want to make sure you understand that. They sit down, and she gets out her phone, like within minutes, and the movie starts, and starts texting her friend. And he says, could you go out into the lobby or something and text you? He can't stand. That's a huge you know, thing that sets him off, is uh, people texting in the movie. And she keeps doing it. And she won't stop. And he said, please go out and do that. This is, you're bothering everybody. Go out and do that. So she got up and left. And she left the building and didn't come back. So he is now suing her for the $17.10 it costs to get them into the show. And that she owes him for the tickets, for her doing that and then what he spent on her. Okay, I was supporting him the whole way through that <laughs> until you said that. You know how much legal fees are going to cost? I, I mean, that's that was, not even imagine? worth it. That's like small, 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 smallest claims court. He's going to take her. Uh, you know, if you don't want a second date, that's you're, I mean, you're glad she left. That's good. That's a Judge Judy court. I mean, yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah. And you know, or they may have their own reality TV show you know, later. But uh, I think that was like... Maybe the most frivolous lawsuit I think I've heard heard of is uh, is that, but I would love to be sitting on the on the jury for that one. <laughs> so anyway, so it's bad all over, but I could just see, you know, Richard going like, okay, all right, you think you'll walk out on me? That's the last time you walk us up. I'm gonna sue you for for texting during the movie. You think you think Richard would overreact to that extent? Uh, I think he'd do it just out of fun and. The, <laughs> And the meanness of it, just like, he's going to embarrass this girl so bad. But found out, though, that who she was texting was her friend, and she was telling her friend how creepy this guy was acting. And so she really didn't think she really wanted to even be at this date, and he's making her feel very uncomfortable. She wasn't saying that she was texting during the, during the movie. But um, anyway, so it probably will all work out, and I just uh, I hope we don't hear something radical had, has happened uh, because this guy flips out even more um, and goes and tracks her down and stalks her and stuff. So I just hope they, I think it's great. And I, I don't know if it bothers you when people are texting in the movie. I don't, I don't, ever, I never pay attention. To, I don't it doesn't attention personally to it. bother me, but it's so inconsiderate because you know it bothers some. But see, that's why I always want to sit at that first level where you can put your feet up on the, the, uh, oh, I go to. And this, you don't see anybody. I go to the Cinemark that has um, the lounger seats that ah. that recline, and you can't see anybody in front of you. See, that's where that's where we're going. That's why I always trying to sit as close to the front as I can, so I feel like I'm by myself, and I don't want to. I don't want to see anybody do anything. I went to one show. It was I know what the show was. It was the Witches of Eastwick, and because this left such an impression on me, uh, a friend. Uh, Friends and some neighbors. I took always take the neighborhood kids to the show. So we had about maybe five people or six people going into the show. And we're walking down the aisle, and this guy says, I'm sorry, these, these are all saved right here. These all said, Oh, I'm so sorry, excuse me. So we back out of that, of that aisle. We come back to the one behind him, go start going down there. And he leans over and says, No, I'm sorry, these are all saved, and these are all saved here. And I went, What? He goes, Yeah, these are all saved. So then we have to go back like three aisles back, and I'm like, this is ridiculous. So we're sitting there. It's full. It's packed, except these two long aisles where nobody's there because he's told he's saved it for everybody. The whole show, nobody comes in and sits down. I, you know, I want to go sit in that guy's lap and say, I'll sit right here because I couldn't believe 
he did this and everybody was intimidated by him and when they didn't sit down oh once the movie started i would have gone and gotten somebody and i would have made sure he was out of that theater that is ridiculous absolutely ridiculous now sam the man my husband who is in the house i want to say uh, first of all thank you so much for coming here can you pull that mic over in front of your face because i know you project but this is that you're gonna have to say good morning sam good morning cindy you mean you're actually gonna let me say something yes <laughs> now see though i should have explained the first part of a few minutes i usually try and uh, make the, the guests feel comfortable so i talk about some things that are going on in the you know in the world well after 50 years I, if i'm not comfortable then i'm <laughs> I'm on the wrong boat. <laughs> that is true. I'm, I'm, I know you're very comfortable, but um, but we we I was trying to get us into the movies because Sam going to the movies with Sam is an experience because Sam only likes certain types of movies. It has to be a period piece. It has to be a real you know something that's real. He doesn't want to go to any action. He doesn't want to go anything the CGI or AGGK or whatever. He doesn't want any special effects. I'll tell you why. Why? For probably close to 40 or 45 years, right. somewhere in that range. Mm-hmm. They've been trying to beat the bullet scene with Steve McQueen <laughs> on the streets of San Francisco. <laughs> That's true. With their cars running through the streets scene. Right. And That's they've right. never topped that yet. No, okay? they haven't. And they still keep trying. You know, And the, they get worse. Yeah. You know, they're more, they explode more cars. Mm-hmm. They, they use all this new technical fake stuff. Mm-hmm. And they still haven't topped that scene and that, and that old uh, Mustang, whatever year it was, a '66 Mustang. I think it was '67 when yeah. that came out. And that was, um, and they found out if we have car scenes and chase scenes, we don't have to write dialogue. We don't have to pay the actors. So let's just do this, and then we maybe we can end the show some way. Uh, help help us in the show because I I agree they they haven't topped that. That was uh, that was the first time we'd seen something like that, and it was really cool. It was it was cool at that point. You opened your show with uh, the idea about someone had done a study, right, right. about fifties mm-hmm. versus now, mm-hmm. and that the culture hadn't changed. Right. I don't know what they're smoking, <laughs> but <laughs> the fifties were the greatest time in this country, and the reason I know that is then that's when I was forming my values mm-hmm. and i had become aware of what was going on in the world right because during the 50s i would that would have been for me between the ages of about uh, uh the ages of about nine all the way up mm-hmm. to graduating from high school okay because i graduated from high school in 1960 and um if you wanted to try to equate values of the 50s to today uh, you got to talk to somebody that lived through it I, because if you I were agree. born if you were born just uh, a little bit later to not to be able to experience being cognizant of your surroundings during mm-hmm. the fifties, mm-hmm. you missed it. It was the greatest time in the history of this country and, um, leave it to beaver. For example, that was true. That's the way life really was. I and mean, the women wore pearls and well, and they didn't necessarily wear pearls, vacuumed in they, their but dress. the values were the same. No, that's I, the values were so simple and they were out on the table. Right. No, that's that's true. I, I, I agree. I, I really agree that that we have changed a lot. I don't know. In some in some, you know, facets of it, it could be for the better. Um, and I lived, you know, I was forming in those during the 60s. Sam's a little bit older than I am, but I remember the 50s, of course, and uh, and the movies, the music 
and the times. And I thought where we lived, I thought we were like middle class. I thought my family was, you know, was you know, we were rich and it's not rich. I knew my, there were friends that had more money and bigger houses and all that, but I thought it was middle class. I didn't know we were in the poor side of town. And so, because we had such a great time, we had neighborhoods and the, the neighbors that got together and, and everybody played outside until it was dark. Your parents wouldn't let you in the house. And it was, uh, it was such a fun time. I agree with you on that. And, and we're going to talk about, when we come back, that Sam, the man, my husband, Sam Cochran, uh, is, uh, and we're going to talk uh, to him a little bit more because he's an expert witness. You have these people and you, you listen to the news and they go, we have with us a former FBI agent who will tell us exactly what happened. And uh, so I now have the, a former witness to the 1950s, in, in, literally, and we're going to talk about that. We get back. You're listening to Cindy Cochran Show, Real Reality Radio. We want to thank Wooten Financial Group for our sponsorship. Yay. Hi, this is Cindy Cochran, and just want to thank you for listening. And remember, I'm live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m., and you can interact with the show through my Facebook page, The Cindy Cochran Show. It's real reality radio. Hey, give your ears a treat. Every week, I get asked the same two questions. Am I ready to retire? Will my savings last for our lifetime? Hi, this is Chris Wooten with Wooten Financial Group. Our firm has been in Montgomery County for decades, but the hopes and dreams of the people we serve never change. If these two questions are on your mind, we'd like to help. We have a simple introductory client experience that allows us to get to know you and includes a few meetings for you to kick the tires at no charge. We'll provide you with a one-page summary that helps you get a better handle on which questions are the right questions for you. To take the first step to a clear direction for your retirement, call Wooten Financial at 936-449-5952. That's 936-449-5952. Or visit us on the web at WootenFinancial.com. That's W-O-O-T-T-O-N Financial.com. Get started today. And you're back on the Cindy Cochran Show. Thank you so much for listening in. And uh, we really appreciate it. And if you're listening to us on 106.1 or 104.5, welcome. And maybe your first time, you may be uh, driving down through... um, I guess New Waverly, you're coming into Willis, and uh, you're you're not really paying attention, and you're just trying to tune in a uh, H some station because you just left, uh, you know, Magnolia and all that, and so you're going like, what's on there? And you get to 104.5, and you go like, all right, talk shows, yay! And um, and if you don't like this talk show, there's others that come along, and then we have uh, country music, really good country music. So we, uh, we welcome you, and always, globally, we are transmitted over the Internet. If you go to IRLoneStar.com and uh, just click on uh, Tune In Live and whatever show is playing, and there you're able to hear that anywhere, anywhere. Uh, so that's why we say good morning to people like Don Wilson, who are listening to us, you know, thousands of miles away, but there he is, and uh, Dennis O'Connor, who's uh, right down the street. And uh, so he's... Uh, we have, we have people that check in with us regularly on Facebook, and now I am on Facebook, so if you have something sweet to say, finally. Okay. And um, Dennis said, finally, he's been waiting to hear from Sam, so now, and he has always said, you know, nobody can get a word in edgewise. He gets so mad because I have guests on, and I don't let them talk. 
Excuse me, it's the Cindy Cochran talk show. No, you let me no. talk. So yeah, no, yeah, I'll let I let uh, when I, when, but you only. He's the old school because he only speaks when he's spoken to this. <laughs> That's good, Jake. Um, but but Sam, let me tell you a little bit of history. Sam in the fifties, uh, he had a group called the Del Rays, and this was in the late fifties and early sixties before the Beatles came out. Um, and he was, uh, you know, he had a he, he wrote songs. And you know I love you, baby, was on the charts, and uh, so he was popular. He was on the radio here in Houston when there was only like two radio stations, um, on K News and KILT. Were you on K News as well, or just KILT? Those two. Both of them. You're on both of them. Okay. Yeah. So the, his uh, he was very popular, and uh, and I was going to tr- I was going to have that song ready to surprise him, but it just kind of came up like last minute. But I will uh, I'll get that song. It's really it's a cool song. Uh, so he he was in that era of the music and and the simplicity even of the music and uh, the writing of it and all that and there were there were you know the, the men had just come back from the war and they were getting their jobs and starting to work and the women uh, went back to being the housewives they're supposed to be that's what you're supposed to do because the women had to do a lot of the jobs the men uh, did while they were off to war. And when they came back and everything was supposed to change, the woman was to become submissive again and be, you know, and be in the home. And that was the way it was, it was to work in our, in our culture. And it wasn't bad. There wasn't anything wrong with it or bad with it. But then the sixties came and there was a rebellion that started happening. And that's when I came along and my, you know, kind of my, uh, culture or in the environment I was in yet. Because I was brought up in a very uh, strong religious family, uh, it was more of this is the way you're supposed to do it. But it was unconventional. My mom was unconventional. Um, and so was my dad in a sense. My dad was more the 50s guy. But Sam, then I meet Sam, and Sam reminded me of someone that could really, uh, this guy, he's a little older, he's wise, he knows what's going on in the world, and he could take care of me. He's so <laughs> talented and you know he was had that showbiz stuff because i first saw him and it was a club and he was singing and i noticed when i go to this club that he always had a different suit on every time like this guy must be so wealthy and uh, so and why he was attracted to me i don't i don't know because i only had like one dress isn't that right honey i just had one dress it was like um seeing a little child trying to cross a busy street I felt obligated to keep you from getting run over. Isn't it romantic? That hasn't changed, has it? Not one bit. If anything, it's it's even worse. The traffic's heavier now. That was very good. I'll write that one down. That was good. Okay. See, doesn't he just fit right in with the He's perfect. Guys? He's yeah, perfect. He does. See, there's a progression to what you're getting to here. Okay. Progression starts really to understand it with our grandparents, both yours and mine, even mm-hmm. though there's seven years difference in our age. Mm-hmm. Our, ba- our grandparents came from the Victorian era. And uh, it was an era that was based on uh, discipline, uh, both on the female side and the male side. Mm-hmm. And then the Depression came along, okay? And by then, the Victorian parents had had children, and those children had to live through the Depression along with their older parents. So the fact that 
the Victorian era had instilled the uh, discipline in the culture, helped people make it through the Depression. All right. Mm-hmm. Then we had World War II, which kicked off an economic boom. And the participants in World War II, our parents, had children, us, all right? And then came all the technological advances, which started primarily because of World War II. Mm-hmm. Right. In its infancy. And it was starting to build steam in the 50s. And then it went to the moon in the 60s. Mm-hmm. And... What you had there was our society reaching a point to where technology made life a little easier. And to me, technology, when I was a kid, was an air conditioner. We got our first air conditioner, I think, when I was maybe 10 years old. Oh, wouldn't you had tele- 12, no, I was probably 15 years old. And what about television? Well, television, too, but, you know, it's... You don't get me started on television. Okay. <laughs> Let's just use something simple like air conditioning. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, because it made life a little easier, a little simpler, took a little of pressure off. And what I'm building up to here is that now, let's come, go fast forward to now where people are sitting around staring at their phones all day, mm-hmm. um, giving voice commands for things to happen at home while they're at work so their washing machine will go on and all that type of thing. People have lost touch with what it really feels like to have to do a lot of things on your own because you have developed self-discipline to make yourself do it. Mm -hmm. Now society makes you do certain things. You're forced into a corner, Mm -hmm. so you have to do those things. And there's a huge difference between society now and in the 50s. You could do a major business deal in the 50s, in the early 50s anyway, with a handshake. Right. You'd be laughed out of town if you said that out loud today. True. And it just goes on and on and on. Things have gotten easier. People expect them to be easier. Mm-hmm. And it's even to the point now to where people expect things to be free. Everything is supposed to be a gift from God. Mm-hmm. Whereas because of the Victorian discipline that I mentioned and because right. of the Depression and the discipline it took to get through World War II, um, Hard work was the key, and that was what you heard from the time you were a little teeny kid when I was growing up. If you work hard, you can be successful, and that was that was it, basically. Mm-hmm. So it's a totally different environment now, and uh, to, for someone to come out and say that there hasn't been any change in our culture, like I said before, I don't know what they're smoking, but I, they're on the they're on they're they're on the wrong route. Totally, I totally agree, uh, because in the in the fifties, especially, uh, you go into a classroom, and those kids are not talking back to the teacher, throwing things at the teacher, you know, getting up, and walking around, and and just walking out of class if they want to, or threatening the teacher. That didn't it didn't happen. And well, they'd have been thrown out the window. Oh yeah, in right. Fifties. Right. Right, right. So uh, some things that we tried to become so, uh, I guess, liberal with have uh, backfired in a lot of ways and that we're paying the consequences for. But every every generation wants their kids to have it better and wants to, them not to have to go through what they went through, right? 
You agree with that? That's part of the reason things are where they are. Well, my generation, your generation, we made a lot of mistakes with our kids. We had things mm-hmm. a lot easier. Right. Um, yeah. We had moved up a couple of notches in the in the uh, economic strata. Mm-hmm. And so we were able to make it easier on our kids. And so therefore, you know, our kids didn't have to learn those hard lessons that the, that we had to learn. And I say I use the word hard. That's probably a little harsh. I mean, they were valuable lessons. Right. Uh, I couldn't have made it through life without the things that I learned early in life mm-hmm. uh, because of what was going on in our culture during that time. Right. I mean, but you weren't, you, you didn't go through any rebellious stage because they weren't having that kind of rebellion. Well, I went through the same rebellious thing that all kids do when their hormones start to change. Well, you know, I'm, let me, that hadn't changed. Right. No, that's right. But I'm talking about like, um, so Marlon Brando comes along and the rebel and that was like a big shocker for everybody to see that there were teenagers that were starting to kind of rise up and wanting to be, you know, rebellious. And so they did these movies on it and started seeing a real change in the, in the culture of, uh, of the teenagers and all because they hadn't been, you know, used to before because we were going through a war and a lot of people were busy just trying to make it and survive. And then here comes the, the late 50s and then Elvis Presley and all that, that, that people got scared about what the teenagers were going to turn out to be. So hold on to that thought because we have to go to a break. And um, I'm, you're listening to Sam Cochran, my husband, uh, who agreed to be here and talk about why the 50s were su- it was such a culture shock coming out of the 50s to the 60s. I, and, I think we have to say that he's here on his own will. We did not force him to come. You well, know? you don't know what I'm that's, holding over his head. That's not 100% true. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're listening to Cindy Cochran on the Cindy Cochran Show. It works out well that way. Uh, we'll be right back. And you know when you're listening to the Cindy Cochran Show, it's Real Reality Radio. And we want to thank Wooten Financial Group for being so brave to be our sponsor. We'll be right back. This is Cindy Cochran. I just wanted to thank you for listening. I know your ears will thank you for the experience. And don't forget to listen live when you can, Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. The Cindy Cochran Show, Real Reality Radio. Every week I get asked the same two questions. Am I ready to retire? Will my savings last for our lifetime? Hi, this is Chris Wooten with Wooten Financial Group. Our firm has been in Montgomery County for decades, but the hopes and dreams of the people we serve never change. If these two questions are on your mind, we'd like to help. We have a simple introductory client experience that allows us to get to know you and includes a few meetings for you to kick the tires at no charge. We'll provide you with a one-page summary that helps you get a better handle on which questions are the right questions for you. To take the first step to a clear direction for your retirement, call Wooten Financial at 936-449-5952. That's 936-449-5952. Or visit us on the web at WootenFinancial.com. That's W-O-O-T-T-O-N Financial.com. Get started today. We're back on the Cindy Cochran Show. Thank you so much for listening. And if you're just joining us, we've got Sam, the man, in the studio with me today. Um, My husband, Sam Cochran, you know, very well-known musician around Houston and uh, then nationally when uh, their song went national. And so um, he has that music background thing going on. And 
then he met me, and you know, it just went right yeah. uh, from there. <laughs> now, shut up. End Den- of that tune. <laughs> Dennis O'Connor uh, has, you know, he tries to keep me balanced. He's always giving me notes on my Facebook page live while we're doing the show, and so he said, uh, "Get to the point and let Sam talk." Well. You know, Sam, he thinks you're great, and he says, let him roll. And so far, it's very cool. Um, Make the questions less verbose. Let Sam talk. P.S. I know my voiceover hasn't been removed from, has been removed from the show. It's fine with me. Where's, where's this filler? The, when he goes, uh, the Cindy Cochran show. Uh, Real, Real reality radio? No, he goes, yeah, real reality. And then he'll go, if these walls could suck, they still couldn't get a word in edgewise. Those kind of fillers that he that, has. Um, yeah, we've got enough with your sponsor and oh. with other things going. Now, oh. now if he follows the YouTube and yeah. um, all of your, um, oh, goodness gracious, uh, iTunes and Google Play, yes. it, it is still on there. Oh, it's on there. Okay. Yes. All right. So I may have to have you come in and cut some more, Dennis. But uh, Dennis is... Um, no, oh, he thought maybe Wooten had uh, probably Googled his criminal record, and that's why he's off the thing. No, Dennis, I can't speak for it. Wooten. <laughs> that's not it. Uh, but, but anyway, uh, so Sam, you've got a fan, and uh, he'd rather hear you talk than me. So I'll let you go on. But I was just making the point quickly that in the fifties there was rebellion at that point from teenagers, and adults were getting scared about what the teenagers were going to be doing. Besides the aliens coming in from outer space they were scared about the the teenagers because they were they were making it uh, there was a change going on and uh the the weed you know the re, what was the what was it called the re, um reefers reefers became started uh, showing up and uh, so drugs started coming into the scene do you remember do you remember that or you just discount that and ignore that because there was rebellion going on and change happening well Look, there was change going on, but it was a morph that was taking place. And what it was, if you look at what had happened during uh, that relatively short period of time from, let's say, the mid-1920s to today, mm-hmm. um, in the mid-1920s, the, the, the majority of the economy of this country was based on an agrarian society. Right. Um when you listen to our grandparents talk about things, they kept referring to, well, on the farm we did this, and on the farm, on the ranch, we did that. Mm-hmm. Um, society evolved very, very quickly from an agrarian society to an industrialized, now to a high-tech society in mm-hmm. a short period of time. Right. So it would be like watching a birth. If you see the egg crack open and you see the chick struggle to get out of the shell that's exactly what you have seen for the last 50 or 60 years with this society Mm -hmm. is a huge change if you look at other parts of the world take africa for example uh, some of the third world countries i mean they're mainly agrarian societies and they have been since time immemorial Mm -hmm. so basically uh Yes, there's always been a certain amount of what you would call rebellion because things were changing and people were having a hard time reacting to those changes. Right. So, um, and I wouldn't necessarily call what's going on now a rebellion. I would call, I would file it more basically under confusion. 
Mm-hmm. People, you know, there aren't any real pat rules. Well, and that was the right. great thing about the 50s. There was, it, life was so simple. Because there were boundaries and the people respected those boundaries. There were boundaries and they were simple enough for everybody to understand them. And so consequently it made, uh, in hindsight, you didn't realize it at the time, but looking back on it, it made life a lot more enjoyable. I can remember simple little things uh, in my memory bringing back great joy. Like, for example, and you got to be an old codger to remember this, but if you ever heard it, you will. On a Saturday afternoon, you're out playing with your buddies in the yard, and uh, there's no air conditioning in the houses if you lived in an, an addition, a residential addition. So you can hear noise coming out of these houses. And what you heard on a Saturday afternoon, you heard the voice of a guy named Curran Tips, and he was the commentator for Southwest Conference football. And you heard him giving the commentary on a football game. It might have been Rice versus Texas or whatever. And those kind of things stick in your memory. Now, that would be hard for a young person to uh, identify with that. Mm-hmm. I say a young person, it would be, probably be hard for anybody uh, any younger than 50 years old to identify with that. Sure. Because they never played outside yeah. with the windows open in a house where they could <laughs> hear what was going on on the inside. That's In fact, that's a lot true. of people under 40 might have never seen a window open <laughs> in their house, much less had some kind of a cultural influence on their background because of things they heard from their neighbors. Boy, that's true. So little things like this. Mm-hmm. have a lot to do with the difference in the culture, getting back to your original preface on this discussion, mm-hmm. of the difference between life in the 50s and life today. And that's my own humble opinion, having lived through World War II, the 50s, and watched it really start to change in the 60s. Well, I know uh, your dad what, lived to be 101, and almost, a, almost 101. And to sit and listen to him go through what he, you know, seeing the first airplane, you know, the the cars and and all that, the things that uh, started way, way back then. And to hear him tell the story of how things progressed and all, it is extremely interesting. I think that what drives Sam crazy right now, today, is to have uh, our grandson Samuel and granddaughter Cindy playing on these video games and not going outside and playing. That drives him nuts because that's the best memories that we both have as kids is playing out in the neighborhood. Now, we live on land and we live where there's, you know, there's only one child per, you know, maybe in five miles from where we are. But we don't have that, you know, we're a next-door neighbor where the kids come out and play and all that. So it's it's difficult. But it drives him crazy, so he's always, you know, trying to get them out, play, you know, play some baseball. We've got all this land where, like he has said many times, if you had that land, what you'd be doing with it right now if you lived like that and had that opportunity to just go out and play. Well, in lieu, in lieu of the video games and the, the uh, uh, tablets and all that type of thing, your most valued possession, if you were a boy the age of Samuel, and he's 12, mm-hmm. uh, from the ages of about 8 until you were 12, were your baseball glove, <laughs> your baseball, your bat, and your needle to be able to pump up your basketball and your football. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because you played baseball during the summer, mm-hmm. you played football during uh, the fall, mm-hmm. you played basketball through 
the heat of the winter, and then you, the whole thing started over again with baseball in the spring and in the summer. Right. And you know, as as I flash back in my memory back to that period of time, those were the things that were the most valuable possessions I had. Did you have your baseball cap, the bill of it, in a in a glass? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> to roll it, I remember seeing that on dressers. The you know boys having that on their dressers. That was the big deal. And then the glove, the ball was in the glove, and they would constantly be oiling the oiling the glove and mm-hmm. and all that. Rubber banding uh, it with the baseball inside. Right. Right. Forming right, it. Yeah. Right. Jake is going to do a, a sports show. Uh, start. I don't know when it's going to start. It, it, we're, we're working on it. Yeah, we're getting the pre-production okay. in place so soon. I'd love to have you on, Sam. I, I hear you're a boxing fan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I used to be until it got so expensive to watch it on TV. Well, yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, but, but he can tell but, you about all the greats, the greats that happened. All the the Wednesday night fights during the 50s. That's another 50s flashback. I used to watch that. That was one of my dad's and my bonding times. Yeah, that's one cool. of those things that it, it was – it's sad to see it go, but it's just not – it wasn't profitable for him. So, but yeah, I, I miss cause my grandfather and my father used to sit down every Wednesday night and they'd watch the Wednesday night fights. And then, and, mm-hmm. and that was, that was their sort of thing. So <laughs> you see, well, yeah, you'll have to, cause he, um, he is a big a sports enthusiast and even his son, uh, Chad, that's what, you know, Chad loves sports. He loves the Astros and the Rockets and, and Texan teams. He, he loves that. And it's very loyal, very loyal. It upsets him. He emotionally, can't function if things happen badly for the teams. Isn't that right? Yeah. (laughs) He takes it to heart. And whenever I start watching, like if the Rockets are winning, and I start watching and go like, what, did you see that game? He says, don't talk to me like you've been watching them all year. (laughs) You know, don't jump in at the end when they're winning. Then you want to talk about, you know, and he gets all, He he must be dying right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's It's not a pretty sight there. But hey, at least the Astros are doing good, so he's yeah. gonna be happy about that. So. Oh yeah, because he lo- loves the Astros as well. So uh, I agree. Um, okay, well I, I know we gotta take another break. It's just these breaks keep coming, but uh, it's what pays the bills. You know, we gotta do this kind of thing. Uh, so Jake, uh, I know you you want to take it away from me and uh, and you, do you, something. You got time? You got another two minutes? I got two minutes. You got two minutes? Oh, that's like forever. Okay. Uh, so the name of your song, you know, I love you, baby. I know you didn't write it about me. Right. No, you. Uh, I came along so much later. That was more. But uh, and my sister, my sister's six years older than I am, and when she found out I was marrying Sam Cochran from the Del Rays, like because she knew, you know, she knew his group and all that, and so how exciting it was, and um, so he came from that era, from all that. Then the Beatles came along, and when we come back, we'll talk about how the Beatles kind of really upset the whole music scene. And it changed rapidly at that point. So, uh, guys, don't go away because you're listening to Cindy Cochran's show. And it's real reality radio. And we've got Sam, the man, Cochran, my husband, in the studio. And we'll be talking to him again in just a moment. Don't go away. Every week I get asked the same two questions. Am I ready to retire? Will my savings last for our lifetime? Hi, this is Chris Wooten with Wooten Financial Group. Our firm has been in Montgomery County for decades, but the hopes and dreams of the people we serve never change. If these two questions are on your mind, we'd like to help. We have a simple introductory client experience that allows us to get to know you and includes a few meetings for you to kick the tires at no charge. We'll provide you with a one-page summary that helps you get a better handle 
on which questions are the right questions for you. To take the first step to a clear direction for your retirement, call Wooten Financial at 936-449-5952. That's 936-449-5952. Or visit us on the web at WootenFinancial.com. That's W-O-O-T-T-O-N Financial.com. Get started today. Hi, this is Cindy. Thank you for taking the time to snuggle up with a good computer and a latte grande and listen to The Cindy Cochran Show, having fun with the world's news and local happenings in your own backyard. And we're back on The Cindy Cochran Show. Thank you so much for listening, and we really appreciate uh, your listenership and that you can go to YouTube if you miss any of these golden moments. Uh, Go to YouTube and uh, go to The Cindy Cochran Show. And go to my channel. I have a channel there. And every time a new show comes up, which will be the same day, uh, this show will come back up. And you can listen to, you'll hear the ding on your phone and uh, it'll happen. That's what technology does for them, honey, is that they get to hear my show. It 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 dings them. (laughs) And it dings them to let them know another Cindy Cochran show has hit the air. And so they can listen to it and watch it anytime they want to. And you'll be able to see Sam. Now, Sam is not blind. But he, he's got, he's got his cool shades on because the light is way too bright in here for him. You have more like the club, you know. You like to be in the club-like atmosphere, right? No, he looks like one of the Sopranos today. So it's just like, uh, and uh, and he could very well be. He has a background that we could tell you about, but then we'd have to kill you about when he was younger, right, honey? Isn't that the truth? I'm telling oh, the truth, right? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, but I can't talk about it. Okay. Um, so it's not, well, it's kind of nefarious, but not as bad as you'd, you'd absolutely think. But you do have a past. I mean, it's a past. It's not a criminal past. Well, I hope a, I do. It's, a, it's a, <laughs> You have a past that's pretty interesting. Um, and uh, I I love that you just never know. That's what, And see, and that's why he loves me so much, because he never knows what I'm going to do, what I'm going to say. And that keeps that interest there. You know, it really does. Just ask your mom and dad, you know, like, because your, your dad probably doesn't know everything about your mom, that she keeps the little stuff back so that she can <laughs> eke that out later on. But I love your mom. I, I'm, you're telling me stuff about your mom that I can't wait to meet her, and I want to have her on and to interview her. We would have so much fun. I can tell her about the time that I broke in to the sports uh, the sports club place where they all the reporters go and report in the Astrodome, and... I went. I went in there. Didn't I? Didn't know that the women weren't allowed in there. And I walked in, and Lowell Thomas comes over and says, "Excuse me, what are you doing here?" And I said, uh, "I'm with Ch- Channel 13. I came in. I'm meeting Elmer Brer here." And, and he goes, "No, no, women are not allowed in the press room up here." And I went, "Wait a minute, what?" And I was just shocked. I couldn't believe it. And so uh, I'm in there talking to him, and Elma comes up, and she's going, you know, through the glass. Yeah. What are you doing in there? Come so I went out there and I said, Elma, how can you stand this? And she goes, I know, I know, but you can't go in there. It's only men are allowed. Well, that changed. I mean, that changed pretty soon after that. But I, that was amazing. So yeah. your mom would be proud of me for crashing them. Oh, yeah. And oh, being yeah. The, she, to go in she's there. very, she's very, you know, feminist strong. You know? <laughs> she doesn't hate men. She's, she's not no. like, oh, women should dominate the world. But, right. But, but she, she likes to fight for the equal opportunities. There's some, yeah, there's some common sense things about that. And uh, now Sam has really grown and evolved from that, uh, from uh, I don't want you working. You're my wife. You need to stay home and take care of the kids. Now he says, go get some money. Go earn that money. <laughs> go do something, you know. 
And uh, you can buy your own clothes now. You can buy your own stuff now. I don't have to do that. Isn't that right, honey? Well, it's one thing for me to say it. It's another thing for it to happen. <laughs> That's true. I think, That's Dick, true. I think Dick knows that motto. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was very good. Yeah, Richard could commiserate with you real well. Like I try and tell her to do this all the time. This, she needs to do this. You're supposed to do this. And she won't do it. What's wrong? What am I doing wrong, Sam? And he would probably say what? What, would you, what advice would you give Richard about making me do better and follow the rules? <laughs> Boy, I'm the wrong person to ask. Well, no, I thought you're, maybe. You're the epitome. I mean, look at what I've got here. Yeah, that's I mean, that's true. Yeah, that's Talk true. about undisciplined. Undisciplined. Well, but but you still love me anyway. Well, of course. Right? Okay. All right. So let's make sure that that happens, Any, even though I am undisciplined. No, I do. You know what's bad is I pray that I could be consistent and... Uh, to be more disciplined like Sam. It's a good thing I married him. I didn't realize how badly I needed someone, some discipline in my it's life. It's called a counterbalance relationship. Yes, it is. I think y'all are the ideal example of opposites <laughs> attract. Right. Amen, a brother. It is so true. true. We got married on uh, Christmas Eve, and everybody told me when I, the, where I worked, don't do it. You're so stupid. You're going to get one present. That's all you're going to get. Don't don't get married on Christmas Eve. and But the deal was, that one, the problem is, is there's nothing open to go, like, celebrate. You can't go to a restaurant. You can't go anywhere. And you have to be home wrapping presents for your children. Well, that's right. where you're going to be anyway, so it really well. doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> so, we went to, so we went to Hawaii, uh, and we were going to, we went to uh, Hawaii for a business trip he had to go on. And we went to, uh, is it, was it in... What's the name of the place? Maui. Maui, yeah, Maui. So we were going to get married again, and uh, and we were going to have a chapel, really romantic thing. And so Sam found out it was going to cost like 400 bucks to go in there and do a. And he goes, like, that's ridiculous. It'll be more intimate, more personal if we just do this ourselves and God. You know, we just do this between us and God and save $400. And so we did that, <laughs> and it was so romantic. It was so sweet. And I can't remember what the date is, though. So we're going to have a brand-new day to uh celebrate our anniversary so it wouldn't be on christmas eve now nobody can remember which date that was so it's terrible. Well, the, the date doesn't make any difference the fact that you remember that we did it yeah that's, that's all that counts that's all, the, that's all the state wants when you get to be my age just remembering where you are at any one moment is a blessing much less little details like that that's Boys, that's so true. That's so true. Hey, if, if we can just remember where we parked when we get out of the store, <laughs> that is. And every day, I'm trying every day to remember, see things, be aware. When I get out of the car, is that W? Am I going to walk toward the W at Walmart or the K at Kroger? That's where I'm walking toward. And that way, when I come out of the store, I'll remember how to get back to the car. Uh, those are just those little things in life that. Uh, that we'd like to try and remind you of the Sydney Cochran show to remember. So now tomorrow is going to be a Thursday. Yay. And uh, if uh, we're all breathing in and out regularly, we'll be right back here 10 to 11 Monday through Friday. The Cindy Cochran is Monday through Friday. And uh, we, uh, we hope to have uh, a guest, but I'm not going to promise anything anymore. I'm well, not. Well, who, not who are we trying to get? Well, I'm trying to get uh, Kevin Brady. Kevin Brady. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who's, and, uh, who's Kevin Brady? Oops. He doesn't know who Kevin Brady is. Should we tell him? I know who Tom Brady is. You know Kevin. You know Kevin Brady. Kevin. 
Kevin Brady, our congressman. Oh, I, like I said, I don't follow politics enough. I I'm, I just follow sports. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. You know what I love about having this this uh, baby in here. <laughs> no, I'm a baby. That, uh, <laughs> that we can teach him things, and he can start from scratch, and and then he'll be. Uh, we're going to teach him the right way. This is the right way. Kevin Brady is uh, our U.S. Uh, representative of Texas in Congress, and. Uh, and what's great about Kevin Brady is is that he is sitting next to President Trump all the time now. And so every time you see Trump, you know, you're going to see Kevin Brady there. A lot of things are going on with the tax reform that's going to happen and all. Kevin Brady has come up with a card this big, like a postcard. That identifies it? That That's all you have to fill out. That's all you're going to have to do. Hmm. IRS will be wanting, you know, having signs out, we'll do taxes for food because <laughs> so we're not going to need them anymore. But anyway, so Kevin Brady's got a lot of revolutionary ideas and things that are coming up and uh, uh, getting a lot of press. And now he's done all that. Now I wonder if I'm going to be able to get him on the show. But um, anyway, well, we're getting ready to go off the air for now. I got but one more just, question for uh-oh, Sam, and uh-oh. it's unrelated to everything that we've discussed today. But Sam, do you golf? I don't. Oh, you got to get closer to the mic. They can't hear. No, no, no. Is he, he hit the mic off button? Oh, hit the other button. Oh, did you think you're gonna have to cough? Now. There now. you go. That there? Yep. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. See, he he's doing. He does what people are supposed to do after you finish talking. All right, I'm putting the mic off. I'm not gonna talk anymore. But you never. <laughs> I have one more question. I know. I'm sorry. I threw you a curveball. Yes, I'm a good kisser. What? What is your question? What's your question? No, yeah. Do you, I I do you golf anymore or no? No, no. I, I would love to, but. Um, uh, I was a marathon runner for a lot of years, and uh, when I was in my mid-60s, my back started shortening out, my knees started shortening out, and uh, the best way for me to have to go back to the chiropractor is to go out and swing a club, so I had, <laughs> I had to quit. And were you a shortstop in baseball? No, I played uh, third base, I pitched, I played uh, first base, uh, and uh, played all the way through high school, and uh, actually played one summer of pro ball. Really? Yeah. With what club? Well, it was a it was uh, an instructional. They didn't call it at that back in those days. It was uh, like a um, single A type club. Okay. Down in Sarasota, which was part of the Cardinals organization. That's awesome. Yeah. That's real cool. Yeah. <laughs> I got down there and saw. Uh, it was a rude awakening. <laughs> there were guys who had been down there two and three years, and uh, they were so much better than I was that I said, "Whoops, I better get back into school." Well, I'm just glad you made it back to Houston and, and we got married. Uh, thank you, Sam, for coming on. I love you. You're so sweet to do this. It's so precious of you. Yes, and, I am. And, uh, <laughs> and, and we'll be tweeting this out to all of our family to say, you want to hear Sam talk about the 50s? You know, go back in time. Listen to the Cindy Cochran Show. Okay, we'll be back tomorrow, guys. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you to the Wooten Financial Group. And have a great day. Go make somebody happy. Call somebody you had not talked to in a while. Go ahead. Go ahead. It'll make you feel better. Thank you, Jake, the intern. See ya. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Hi, this is Cindy Cochran, and I want to thank you for checking out The Cindy Cochran Show and invite you to listen live every weekday morning from 10 to 11 on FM 106.1 and on 104.5 and globally on IRLoneStar.com. The show you just fell in love with was recorded and will be posted on our podcast channels on iTunes and Google Play. 
You can even watch the show on our YouTube and on TV with our City TV Channel 12 on Suddenly. So make sure to subscribe to keep up with me. My Facebook page, The Cindy Cochran Show, is always a good place to contact me through messages, to interact live on the air and ask questions, make suggestions, whatever. Special shout out to the show title sponsor, The Wooten Financial Group. This program is sponsored by the Wooten Financial Group. It is not the intent of Wooten Financial Group to render or offer personalized investment advice or financial planning advice through this radio program or any related website. Wooten Financial Group's participation in this program is limited to providing general information on financial matters and should not be construed as financial recommendation or investment advice. Investment advisory services are offered through Game Plan Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission and the State of Texas. Insurance services are offered through Wooten Financial Group, Inc. Game Plan Advisors and Wooten Financial Group, Inc. are affiliated through common ownership and neither firm is affiliated with The Cindy Cochran Show. No listener should assume that any information presented and or made available on this program serves as the receipt of or a substitute for personalized individual advice from Game Plan Advisors, Wooten Financial Group, or any of their representatives. Thanks for checking out this podcast of Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. If you enjoyed this recording, make sure to check out our past shows online at IRLoneStar.com or their respective video or podcast formats on YouTube, Google Play, or iTunes. If you have any questions regarding the show, either it being about sponsorships or questions for the host, contact the station manager at D-I-C-K at IRLoneStar.com or call the station at 936-647-3776. This show was recorded in downtown Conroe, Texas at the Lone Star Community Radio Studio. And Lone Star Community Radio reserves all rights to this recording and images.